Welcome to The Blaze. This is episode 185. I am your host, Alejandro Oveda. I want to thank you for pushing play to another blazing week. And we got a lot in store for you this week, so I'm glad you guys have joined along. Every week, you can depend on us. Every Thursday, uh, we drop content on uh, The Blaze Podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Anchor Podcasts, or really anywhere you guys get your podcasts. You know, this is... This has been a great venture so far, and I'm glad you guys have been tagging along each week. Seeing the support that you guys have shown me uh, really motivates me each and every week to come out with new content. So I'm glad you guys are here uh, this week. You know, we have uh, not really been doing too much uh, as of late, really been trying to get in the grind. Uh, Work has been really kind of uh, overbearing, so I've been trying to just relax over the weekend. Uh, but this week, and I want to remind you guys to check out that uh, Cumbiatron event. is going to be uh, a great event. Um, I'm actually going to be out there hopefully uh, keeping cool. You know, it's going to be a hot day, uh, but I believe that the event is going to be an awesome event. Uh, one thing for sure is that uh, Cumbiatron, he puts on uh, great, great, events and and nothing short on this one i think uh, this one might be uh something for everyone um like i said it's going to be on september 10th uh 2 p.m to 10 p.m so if you guys are not uh wanting to make it throughout the day make sure you guys check it out at night um it, there's going to be 20 plus performers uh two stages and this is an all ages event so this is a great way to bring your kids um, and especially kids under 12 are actually free. So make sure you guys bring your families. Make sure you guys bring your kids. Uh, come out, listen to some great music. Uh, listen to some great local uh, music as well. I think we're going to have some local acts out there. Um, come say hi to me if you guys see me around. Uh, I'm not too sure how, how long I'll be out there. I definitely want to check out the event, check out the vendors, check out the food, see what, uh, you know, really uh, our local scene is doing uh, as of uh, throwing these local events and also uh, these local artists. You know, I, I haven't been able to li- uh, watch uh, ar- really much any musicians in the last uh, three or four months, you know, and that's a long time. And I haven't been able to keep up with a lot of the local music, which, you know, the podcast has been thriving on uh, local music for a long time, and I just I just need to get back into it. So this is a great way for me to get out, step out of my comfort zone, you know, do some uh, on-site podcasting, which I haven't done and which I was planning to do this year. So that's going to be one thing that I mark off my list, and, you know, and, and that's something that... As a podcaster, uh, you, you want to try the new new things. You want to try uh, different methods to to get people involved, especially uh, with this podcast, which we've been having great success. But uh, in the last four years, you know, we're gonna celebrate four years uh, coming up. So we, we got to make some moves. We got to keep moving, um, going to a, a, a forward progression. That's always my mindset. Um, it's not what I did yesterday is what we're doing tomorrow and the next day after that. And then, and you know, I want to involve each and every one of you every week. So I just hope you guys really, uh, listen 
you guys could get involved by calling into the podcast um, or even see me like this weekend. I could get you guys on the podcast. Let, let me let me know what you guys think about this event um, and let me know what you guys are, are looking forward to during the week. You know that these things um, are important uh, connections that we need to have. Uh, to, to really make sure that this podcast is going to stay here and stay uh, relevant. So I just need you got your guys' help, and it's just a little bit of a support, a little bit of, um, you know, feedback. That, that That's really what I'm, I'm looking for. So I'm just glad you guys are here this week. You know, for me, it's been really a grind uh, trying to just keep up with the podcast. But this week I really wanted uh, to be on point. Um, Especially just the, just with uh, how the week went, you know, um, just trying to have a good attitude, be positive throughout the week, um, trying to just keep moving, you know. Um, I've been trying to continue my workouts each and every day, um, seeing a lot of progression, seeing a lot of different, um, you know, improvements, um, especially in my push-ups. I got to 100 push-ups now which is a huge thing. I mean, I, I started this about two months ago. So two months ago, I was only able to do like 25 push-ups. And now I'm, I'm up to 100 push-ups. And I, I just could, I can't believe uh, when you're grinding, you're grinding hard and you're, you're putting in the work, it really pays off. And, you know, I, I'm, I get exhausted. It's, it's not like I, I do 100 push-ups really easy, but I do – a hundred exhausted push-ups. I'll say that because at the end of it, I'm sweating. I'm just, I'm dying. But at the same time, I, I feel like, man, that work that I've been putting in is going to be uh, transcending throughout, you know, not only the week, but, but my health, my mental, um, the podcast, uh, it's been really working out for me. And, and that's something that I want to just tell you guys, you know, it's a positive thing for me. And, and, I want to continue with these positive things, you know, that mindset that I have right now, um, just doing the, the hard work, even if it is too hard, you know, you got to get it done. And, and that's really where I'm at right now, trying to get things done, trying to start new things as well. You know, we, we got a lot of plans for the rest of this year. We're, we're just right here, right in September. We're on the verge towards, you know, the holidays and everything's going to start getting even more crazy. Uh, but I definitely want to enjoy each and every week, you know, and doing this podcast makes me enjoy each and every week. So I hope you guys are just following along, uh, keeping a, a good note of, of what's going on in our city. Like I said, that Cumbiatron event, you can find uh, find it at Cumbiatron.com. Um, you guys could, you know, support local art, local uh, business, and definitely these local events, which hopefully uh, we could see more and more uh around around the city and like i said this th that that event is going to be on i think palm and knees um they have a like a, a little park right that that that's on the edge of the river right there it's going to be an awesome event that i hope you guys take advantage of especially with kids like i said 12 um and under are free so it's going to be a great event hopefully you guys uh you know are keeping cool um, this weather right now is super crazy. Um, like for me, you know, once it gets over a hundred, it's just unbearable. Um, especially when, you know, the air conditioning kind of doesn't 
run as 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 well as as it does. Um, but once it gets to that one ten, it is just excruciating. Um, you feel it not only like on your skin and you're sweating, but you feel it in your bones too. Like it's something about that Fresno heat that really it gets to your bones, it gets to your soul that it's, it starts burning the insides of you. Um, but, you know, we're still trying to enjoy, we're still trying to get through the week, still trying to just make do with, with what we have. So I'm so grateful to be here with you guys this week. So let's get this podcast started. But this week I want to talk about um, it's called Operation Flagrant Foul. It's from that untold uh, documentary series on Netflix, and this is a great series. I got to tell you, I I, I I am so impressed with this untold uh, series that, that uh, Netflix has right now. And this is about the referee um, that actually was betting on uh, NBA basketball games. Well, he didn't first start doing with NBA basketball games, but um, he, he, he did it and end up doing that. Uh, but his name is Tim Donaghy, and he is really the focus on the whole episode on Netflix. Um, and this is like an investigation, investigative series, uh, but he was a ref uh, uh, for the NBA, and he had allegations that he was gambling on his own games. Um, he ended up going for prison for this, uh, but the story wound up that it was a small town bookie, which, you know, in Philadelphia or those, those, uh, you know, Eastern, mid Eastern, um, cities are well known for, you know, their underground gambling. Um, and this is a big thing at, at that time, you know, um, this was, years like in the 2000s early 2000s so this was before you know uh sports betting was was really frowned upon um especially with the nba nba had didn't want anything to do with gambling at the time um and you know it was crazy the involvement um that this referee had um he ended up starting you know really with minor games and college games uh, football games, hockey games. Um, but then he, they, they ended up, uh, betting on his own games, which, you know, if you know, uh, basketball, ba- basketball is, is a hard, uh, game to really, um, what would you say? Fix. Um, it would be noticeable if you, if you made the wrong calls, it'd be noticeable if, um, you know, he was making, uh, one-sided calls, um, and, and, and it wasn't really until um, they had an investigation on him and how they they got him was the crazy part, you know. Um, but this documentary um, really takes you on that journey of, of the referee. He talks about having to plead guilty uh, to the conspiracy um, He and basically how he engaged uh, wire fraud, um, wagering on these basketball games and definitely talks about um, after the scandal as well. And, and you know that he felt kind of bad about what he did. Um, He served his time, you know, Um, I think Netflix did a good job by really talking about this story because this was a a crazy situation, which the NBA at during the investigation was covering up 
you know, a lot of information about um, referees, other other referees that were um, a part of gambling as well. Um, a lot of that didn't come out. Um, I think what what ended up happening was, you know, they had to they had to make a deal with the NBA with 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 Donny G's accusations. Um, they had to make a deal, so they they said, uh, you know, you're gonna have to take this fault for for what it is, and you know, it, it's just crazy to, to know that the NBA could have been behind uh, something like this, you know, to to uh, to manipulate games um, and just personal kind of vendettas that happen in games, you know. Um, it's a crazy, crazy story that I think everybody would probably get an interest in. I know my wife was interested in it. And when I showed her, she couldn't believe, you know, that someone like that had uh, enough control to be able to win so much money, so much um, money for other people as well. Uh, but the story is definitely something that uh, kind of goes back to when I was a kid. So when I think of this, I think of uh, the Lakers championships. I think of uh, just you know, that three-peat of the Lakers. And this was at the time that those allegations were were relevant. Um, but, you know, he was also talking about other officials that were may have been taking part of gambling and whatnot. And seeing how um, the performance of those uh, refs is clear and, and, and clear to see that they were doing wrong calls, you know. Um, but knowing that Donaghy, he was one of the best referees at the time. Um, his numbers for calls were, were right on. Um, you know, not, nothing about him really stood out until that investigation started. But this is a great story, and I just hope you guys uh, take a look at it. Like I said, it's called uh, Operation Flagrant Foul. It's from that Untold uh, docuseries. Uh, let me know what you guys think. But this week I was able to listen to a lot of good music. Uh, there's been tons of great, great releases lately. And this week we have another blazing project that I want to talk about um, by the artist J.I.D. or Jid. Uh, but Jid is a singer, songwriter, and rapper. He's part of the music collective called Spillage Village and signed to J. Cole's Dreamville Records. I first heard of uh, Jid back in, I would have to say, 2015, uh, but got my true attention uh, with his debut uh, album, The Never Story. He took part of, you know, Dreamville's Grammy-nominated uh, compilation project um, in 2019 called Revenge of the Dreamers 2 or 3, um, which includes other label artists, Bass, uh, Earth Gang and Ari Lennox, Omen, um, and I think, of course, J. Cole and Kaz. Uh, but throughout his career, he toured with some of the best names, such as Logic, Mac Miller, of course, J. Cole, um, and, a, and a weird one that I didn't even know was Imagine Dragons. But really, his music transcends uh, through music genres because of his songwriting ability and... Um, just because his style can't really be placed in a box. You know, his artistry is definitely the reason why I wanted to support this album this week. His style really reminds me of like a Kendrick Lamar, um, Lil Wayne, 
mixed with Andre 3000. Uh, like I said, it's really it's really eclectic, and and I, I'm a fan of that style. Um, but this album really made a big impression on me. Um, I think it really has potential to really make some noise uh, for a Grammy nomination at least. Um, my favorite songs off the album are Surround Sound, Cody Blue 31, and Stars. And he definitely has some great features on this album. Um, I definitely think you guys should check it out. Let me know what you guys think. And this week, I just want to continue uh, to inform you guys, you know, make sure you guys are drinking enough water throughout this heat wave as it continues to really boil uh, Fresno right now. Um, and, and one thing for sure is uh, we've been seeing a lot of uh, blackouts as the last couple of days. Um, and I just hope that, you know, you guys are being safe. Um, it's definitely hard to conserve energy when it's 100 plus outside. Everybody's using, you know, their, their air conditionings. But uh, consumers need to be on top of uh, how to save energy throughout the day, you know. Um, maybe at at those hottest days, of uh, hottest times of the day, maybe you could go to fans for a few hours. Uh, but reducing energy uh, will make the difference across the Central Valley um, and also across the state, you know, all of us saving the energy um, really preserves the, electric, the electricity supplies that uh, remain here in uh, the Central Valley. Um, and there's been eight consecutive days that uh, California had to send out flex alerts warning customers about these power outages. Um, and like I said, these outages are usually from four to nine. Those are like... The, the, the most energy is used at those times. And it's a great time to really just maybe get out and about or or if you could have a fan running at that time. Uh, and I know most homes are not able to. You know, they don't have uh, ceiling fans or whatnot. Um, and I understand that, you know, but I think at, at, at a cost for everyone, I think, if you could uh, consume less, consume less. You know, uh, we got to conserve, and that's uh, definitely during the, those hottest times of the day. You know, um, but seeing seeing how uh, these uh, outages have been happening, you know, um, they've only been really happening at eighty six percent. You know, a high percentage. Uh, people are still with electricity and that's a good thing, you know? Um, but knowing that millions of customers are still without it and millions that depend on electricity, you know, those that, that, that need it to plug in, you know, machines to keep them, um, kind of living, you know, um, or, or, or other, other things like, um, you know, people with, with babies or, 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 uh, younger kids or whatnot, you know, people that are, are, are affected to the heat a lot more. Um, those those are the resident, residents or the people that I think about the most, you know. Um, for me, I work throughout the day, so it's hard to be like, you know, I'm going to keep my air on when I'm not home, you know. So I, I do turn up my air, um, 
I, I can't let it go past, you know, 83 or 80, 84 in the house. Uh, it does get that hot in my house. Uh, it's almost like an oven, but I definitely have fans. You know, I, I try to use fans. I try to I try to just do my part um, from those four to nine uh, times, especially if you're if you're trying to, you know, uh, do your laundry or if you're, I don't know, you know, using a lot of energy. The best thing to do is just do those things after it gets dark. Um, that's the way to conserve. That's the way I think of reducing a lot of, uh, this kind of nonsense that I, 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 it's weird because it's like, it's electricity. They want us to depend on it. It's not there for us. Um, so we have to conserve. It's, it's, it's a backwards kind of, uh, way of thinking, but you know we gotta we gotta do our part to uh, make sure that everybody else um, stays safe, especially when it's triple digits outside. Um, this is not gonna last long. You know we're in September already. October comes very fast. Um, the weather you could you could tell it's changing right, right when it turns dark. You know the wind starts picking up. Um, you, last week I don't know if it rained, but it got really really. Uh, gloomy outside and in at in the morning time my 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 uh the ground was really wet so i was wondering if it rained i did i wasn't too sure uh but definitely you could tell that 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 the temperature at the nighttime definitely changes that wind starts picking up so make sure you guys are doing your part by you know just conserving um hoping that this goes by quickly these these uh triple digit days um but I, I just want to say this, stay hydrated uh, and stay cool. Try to do your part. Now let's talk about some local music. And this week, I want to talk about Z-Will's newest album or project called For What It's Worth. And this album is great. I just hope you guys take a chance, uh, support a local artist. Uh, it's called For What It's Worth. And it's 11 songs. Um, it was released, I think it was last, or a couple days ago, not even last week, it was a couple days ago, but one thing that was so cool about it is I got an alert from Spotify saying that Z-Will had a new album, and knowing that that alert came up, you know, shows that he's been putting in the work, uh, people are definitely listening to his music, um, he needs to get a little bit more shine. Um, that's why I wanted to really present this uh, this um, artist and this um, project on the podcast because I felt like he's been transcending through the years. His music has been getting better and better, um, but this album was on another level. I felt like this was probably his best album yet. Um, if you haven't heard of his music, I mean, he already had. I mean, we, we've we've covered <clears throat> basically his last. I would say three albums. Um, I think it was the, his last three albums that he that he had, um, or has he only had two? Maybe it's two. Um, but this album right here was probably my my favorite one so far. Uh, for what it's worth, I mean, it's filled with songs that I like. But my favorite songs off the album were uh, "Big Dog." Uh, and that's just himself, uh, Faith, which is featuring Safia Mafia, 
and then also sneaky. And these these songs go uh, in order, and I just hope you guys just pay attention to what he's been doing, um, especially on the local scene. I, I know he's done uh, Tioga a couple times, um, and definitely want to check him out the next time he comes uh, to Fresno and pr perform some of this music because uh, this is real easy to listen to, I felt like. Uh, didn't really have to try to to listen to it, and, and it definitely had different moods throughout the album, which uh, I like the most because um, I'm not so much of a, you know, uh, one style kind of guy. Like I, I like when artists change up their styles throughout the throughout the project, and he definitely does that throughout this one, uh, which I was listening to it all week during my workouts and some of even the slower songs uh, were ones that I really uh, were paying attention to. So make sure you guys check out Z Will's newest uh, project for what it's worth and let me know what you guys think about it. But now we're, we're talking about local. Let's talk about some uh, local football with our Friday night Lights section. Um, there's some great games this week for uh, the central section, high school football. Um, and, but let's talk about some scores from last week. Um, Roosevelt versus number 22, Oak Hill, or, or Mission Oak. Uh, Roosevelt thir uh, lost 13-28. to 28. Uh, Buchanan, number two, versus Foothill. Buchanan ended up getting it 35-21. to 21. Uh, Central versus Turlock. Central at number four, man, they've been scoring a lot of points these last couple weeks. Um Central defeated Turlock fifty four to forty one, uh, Washington Union versus Torres thirty six to twenty, Golden West versus number six Hanford thirty five to twenty, number seventeen Bullard and number eight Frontier, uh, great game twenty to twenty four, uh, Whitney versus number seven Clovis, uh, Clovis dominated twenty one to three, uh, Kingsburg versus Dinuba, uh, Kingsburg got the W twenty one to fourteen. Um, Dos, Dos Palos versus number 25, Liberty. Uh, Liberty got the W with the 28-14. Um, Clovis West versus Lamore. Uh, Clovis West has been looking pretty good at that number five spot. Uh, they won 40-14. to 14. Uh, Madera versus Kerman. Uh, Kerman has been on, I think they're undefeated right now. Um, <clears throat> they won 21-14. Uh, Clovis East versus Sanger. Uh, Clovis East ended up getting the better end of that, uh, 49-7. Uh, Queen Creek versus the number three team, San Joaquin Memorial. Uh, with a close game, it was kind of weird. Uh, San Joaquin Memorial ended up going 10-7. Uh, uh, but then some weak number four matchups. We got uh, number 13, Centennial, who's 3-0 versus Ridgeview. Uh, number five, Clovis West versus number 17, Bullard. Uh, number seven, Clovis versus uh, Salinas. Number 22, Oak Hill versus, or, or Mission Oak. I don't know why I keep saying Oak Hill. Mission Oak, who's 3-0 versus Mount Whitney. Uh, Sunnyside versus Kerman. And like I said, Kerman's 3-0, uh, not ranked though. Um, then we got the game of the week. Oh, this is going to be a great game. Uh, number two, Buchanan 3-0 versus number one, Liberty 2-0. And that was the game, I think, last year for uh, the uh, Central Section um, Championship. Um, I don't know. It could go either way, but Buchanan looks really good at that number two spot, but um, they will be uh, playing on the road. So 
it could go any way, but I'm going to go Buchanan. Uh, number 25, Liberty, uh, who's 3-0 and versus Yosemite. Edison versus Diamante. Number 21, Redwood versus Tulare Western. Um, of course, we got, I got to talk about Hoover. Uh, Hanford West versus Hoover. Uh, Bakersfield, number 14 versus Stockdale. Um, Lamore versus Sanger. Hanford versus Central. That's going to be a great number six. Hanford. Oh no, no, that's not that's not the game. Um, number eight Frontier versus number six Hanford. I'm sorry, that's two three and O teams. Um, that's going to be a great game right there. Uh, Central versus Bishop Diego. Uh, that's going to be on Saturday. And then uh, number three San Joaquin Memorial uh, versus number ten Garces. That's also going to be on Saturday. And it's going to be a great, great uh, matchups this week. I, I couldn't believe uh, the matchups that I've seen so far. Uh, but let's just talk about uh, just the top ten teams right now that we got um, in in the central um, section uh, high school football. At number ten, we got uh, Garces Memorial for, out of Bakersfield with a record of one and two. Um, at number nine, we got Central Valley Christian out of Visalia at three and zero. At number eight, we got Frontier uh, Bakersfield, and they're three and zero. At number seven, we got Clovis. Uh, that's they're two and one. Uh, number six, we got Hanford at three and zero. Five, we got Clovis West um, at three and zero. Number four, we got Central at two and one. Uh, at three, we got San Joaquin Memorial at two and one. At number two, we got Buchanan. And then at number one, we got Liberty. So now that we got some of these uh, rankings uh, down, we're going to be talking about mostly ranked teams next week and uh, the weeks after that. So hopefully by that, you know, we get to the end of the season, we're going to be seeing some of these, uh, the standings change. So we'll be seeing a lot of more different schools uh, coming come into this top 10 list. So make sure you guys tune in every week for more on your Friday Night Light segment. Now let's talk about our Fresno State Bulldog football. Um, Fresno State football's back, baby. We got it. We got Fresno State back. Last week, the Dogs started their 2022 season opener versus Cal Poly. You know, the Dogs looked dominant. Three straight unanswered touchdowns. Um, Jake Hayner was, was on fire. Their run game looked efficient as they stacked 172 rushing yards between four different um, options. Uh, Jordan Mims had, you know, most of the carries. He carried the ball 15 times for 73 yards. He averaged about 4.9 yards a carry. Uh, I think he had two touchdowns. Uh, but he ended up sharing uh, the carries with Malik Sherrod, um, who had eight carries for 69 yards. Um, and if we can really rely on our on our uh, running performances, uh, you know we're looking pretty good. Uh, both backs, you know, will be beneficial for the dogs for the upcoming season. As you know, I feel like if we could win, uh, win uh, run the ball and and have uh, that time of possession, um, we might be able to do a lot of good things. But um, seeing the dogs look a little winded this weekend um, in the second half, which led, you know, Cal Poly to to really score their only touchdown of the game, um, but they weren't able to stop, you know, the run very well. Um, 
the dogs were able to stop them, you know, three or four, on fourth down three or four times. Uh, but the dogs, you know, they just the defense didn't look like they could keep up with the run as as well as I wanted them to look like, especially at, with Cal Poly, you know. Uh, but the dogs won the game thirty-five to seven. Like I said, the defense looked tired after Cal Poly started to run that ball. Um, but the dogs will need to do a lot better on the third down efficiency, since we will be playing a lot of you know run option teams that may run clock, you know, to make sure our dogs' offense doesn't get a chance to to see the field. Um, our our offense is. Uh, Amazing. You know, we got a great offense, um, but we need to be able to run that ball to be able to to knock that clock off um, and then also be able to punch these touchdowns into uh, goal lines. You know, um, if we can get into some, to some goal line formations this season, we may look a lot more dangerous. Um, the Beavers this week is our next opponent. Uh They'll be the the dogs will be back at Valley Children's Stadium versus you know Pac-12 Oregon State. Uh, the Beavers are own six in Fresno though, but the teams have not played since really the the early 2000s. But Oregon State beat Boise State last week, 17 to 34, after their offense had a dominant performance. Um, their QB number 10, Taylor Green, threw for 150 plus yards. Um, then he also had 102 yards rushing. Uh, but this will be a test. This is going to be the test for the dogs right here. Um, will they be able to beat OSU to claim a top 25 ranking? I think we're on our way to, to the top 25. So we got to start thinking about these next games, um, especially this one right here with um, Oregon State. If we could really uh, put a hurt on them and, and, and run that ball, um, and get 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 that clock in our favor. Uh, I think we could win this game, but seeing that they have a QB that is uh, both great at throwing and then also running is going to be a hard feat for that uh, that bulldog defense. Uh, but this will be a test. Like I said, um, the game is on Saturday, September tenth at seven thirty. Um, hopefully, there's a great showing to this game. Uh, definitely, it's still going to be hot. Make sure if you guys go to the game, you guys are prepared. That is going to be over 100 degrees. Uh, but I hope for a great showing. Uh, but make sure you guys are wearing your red this weekend to support your red wave. Make sure to tune in every week to the Blaze Podcast for more on your Fresno State football. Now let's talk about our Fresno Grizzlies, who are 39-23. and 23. Uh, The Fresno Grizzlies remain first in the Central or the Central in the California League standings. Uh, the Grizzlies went five and one in their last home series, um, and it's their last home series of the 2022 regular season. Um, their first game they won seven to four. Uh, they won the second game fifteen to eight. The second game eleven to ten. The fourth game eleven to six. The fifth game twelve to five, and then they lost their last game of the season at home zero to twelve. Um, and, but that was the last game of the regular season. But this week, the, the Grizzlies are currently 1-1 in their six-game road series versus San Jose Giants. Um, they will finish that series off this weekend on Sunday, September 11th. Then the league championship series will start on Tuesday, September 13th. 
Um, those face off against the San Jose Giants, their first game of the of the uh, playoffs, which should be a great matchup. Um, but then they'll play uh, game two on September fifteenth, and uh, that'll be um, a great game to to check out. It's going to be at home. Uh, but this will be the best of three series. So that third game will also be played at the Chuck on September 16th. But tickets for that uh, to, for the 2022 California League playoffs uh, are only $10 right now. So make sure to take the family out to the Chuck, support your local team as they are currently battling for another championship. Uh, but make sure to tune in each week for more on your Fresno Grizzlies. Now let's talk about our Central Valley Fuego as they remain number eight in the USL League One standings uh, this week, they're eight, six, and nine, holding a great record. Um, they didn't play last week. Uh, well, they played on Wednesday uh, versus Tucson. They ended up getting the W three to two at home. Uh, but then this week they'll be on the road. They'll be playing uh, North Carolina FC. That will be tomorrow at four p.m. Um, the Fuego won't play again until next week, which they will have a home game. But make sure you guys tune in each week for more on your Central Valley Fuego. Now let's talk about the MLB, which the Dodgers remain first in the NL West standings with a record of 94 and 42. Uh, the Dodgers finished their series 1-2 and two versus the Mets last week. Uh, then over the weekend, the Dodgers went 2-1-1 versus the Padres. Uh, this week, the Dodgers went 2-1 versus the Giants. The Dodgers will be on the road versus the Padres and also on the road versus the Diamondbacks. The Dodgers will keep piling up these wins. They continue to dominate the league. Um, they are 94-42, and 42, and the Dodgers will need to finish the, the season 22-4 and four, uh, for the most wins in a season. Um, if they were to get that, then it's 116 wins. Um, but they, not, they may not get there, but they definitely can beat their franchise record, which is uh, 109 games. But anything is possible, especially because uh, they did go 22-6 and six throughout the month of August. You know, there are more than just a record right now, as September is a long month of baseball. Uh, but anything can happen right now, and, and if anybody can do it, I think the Dodgers could do it this year. Um, but now let's talk about the Padres, who uh, remain second in the NL West standings with a record of 76-62. and 62. Uh, The Padres went 1-2 and two at the Dodgers um, and then went 2-1 and one versus the Diamondbacks. This weekend, the Padres will face off versus the Dodgers again, and then will be on the road uh, versus the Mariners during the week. Uh, the Padres are currently third in the NL wild card. Um, there are 26 games left. There were, are a few teams who are currently battling for playoff spots. This is why baseball is definitely exciting. The Padres uh, look to be uh, look to split um, this weekend series uh, with the Dodgers, um, and then hope to take uh, the series versus the Mariners. Uh, but with Juan Soto. Uh, getting hit by a pitch uh, versus the Diamondbacks. He ended up suffering a right shoulder contusion, uh, but he should be okay for that game versus the Dodgers, which he will be needed. Now let's talk about our my San Francisco Giants, who are 65-70. and 70. The Giants remain third in the NL West. 
the Giants swept the Phillies 3-0 during their three-game series last weekend. Then the Giants went 1-2 on the road at the Dodgers. The Giants will be on the road tonight for a doubleheader versus the Brewers and then at the Cubs over the weekend. And then they'll be taking the Braves in San Francisco over the week. Uh, but newly acquired Lewis Brinson has been making his presence known since joining the Giants. He's been crushing homers versus the Dodgers over their series. He's been showing his skills and thriving in the lineup. He's going to be a great piece for next year, hoping that he continues to hit the ball like he is right now. He's supposed to be an upcoming star, but fell short with the Astros. But now going to the Giants, he doesn't have that much pressure. So uh, he's playing well, and he's definitely having fun. Uh, but make sure you guys tune in to the Blaze Podcast for more on the MLB. Now let's talk about the NFL. And this week, we're going to have week number one of the NFL uh, let's start off by talking about uh, week one schedule, and we'll start off by tonight's matchup uh, that's going to start off with the Bills and the Rams, and then on Sunday we got the Eagles versus Lions, 49ers versus Bears, Steelers versus Bengals, Patriots versus Dolphins, Browns versus Panthers, Colts versus Texans, Saints versus Falcons, Ravens versus Jets, Jaguars versus Commanders. Packers versus Vikings, Giants versus Titans, Raiders versus Chargers, Chiefs versus Cardinals, Buccaneers versus Cowboys, and Broncos versus Seahawks. There are a ton, a ton of great games this first week. Starting off with that Bills and Rams game, which, you know, the Rams just coming off their uh, championship season last year, and then the Bills just falling short last year uh we're gonna see a great week one matchup here uh versus these two teams um but then we got you know some some uh division um rivals here with the Steelers versus the Bengals that will be on Sunday um Patriots versus Dolphins that's another uh division uh, playoff game uh Colts versus Texans um which could be a great game to see um how well uh, Matty Ice does with the Colts. Um, Browns versus Panthers. Uh, this is going to be a, a weird matchup while uh, Baker Mayfield will be taking on his old team, the Browns. Um, and then my team, uh, Saints versus Falcons. This is going to be a, a crazy week one uh, for us as, as we're not looking to be the top team in the NFC South this year. Uh, we're looking to be, you know, up in the second or third place uh, finishing. So hopefully we start off the, the season with the win versus the Saints. Um, we got the Raiders versus the Chargers, which is going to be uh, a smash mouth game. Uh, that's going to be on Sunday, uh, September 11th. And then, of course, Broncos versus Seahawks. We got uh, Russell Wilson facing off his old team, the Seahawks. It's going to be a great week one uh, matchups. What game are you guys most excited about? But now, while we're talking about the NFL, I just want to talk about what are my predictions for uh, the AFC and NFC this year. Um, for the AFC, is definitely going to be a hard, hard, hard uh season for most of these teams uh but what i think is going to come out uh, of the amc is i think the bills will be coming out of the amc to play the raiders in the amc championship um and then in the nfc 
um, that's another hard a hard uh, one to to uh, predict. But what I'm going to predict this year is I'm going to say it's going to be the Buccaneers versus the Packers in the NFC Championship game. So it's going to be a wild ride this season. And make sure you guys tune in for more on the NFL. Now let's talk about the NBA. And this week I just heard about Montrez Harold, who agreed to sign a two-year contract with the Sixers uh, with the second year an option. I think this is going to be a league minimum. Um this deal fell through this week after it was reported Harold would be facing drug trafficking charges, which has been reduced to a misdemeanor in Kentucky. He was charged for possession of three pounds of weed in his vehicle in a traffic stop in t- Kentucky. But the signing um, now gives the Sixers a lot of depth to their roster. Um, they already have Joel Embiid. They have James Harden on the roster. Um, they have a lot of younger components to the team as well. But I believe uh, the the depth that Montreal, Montreal Her- uh, Herald gives the Sixers on this roster will, will give them a, a push to the Eastern Conference Finals this year. Um, it all depends on Joel Embiid's health. Uh, but knowing that we, you have a good option in Montreal Herald um, to, to really uh, put some get some of that pressure off of Joel Embiid, uh, we'll be seeing that you know, these uh, Sixers are going to have a great season next year. Uh, but now I want to talk about the the Lakers, of course. Uh, now that Patrick Beverly made his media uh, debut for the Lakers, um, many are still skeptical on the offseason edition of this defensive point guard. Um, you know, Beverly made some remarks uh, during media day. Um, but one thing for sure is I, I like his competitive nature. You know, he's going to really hold this team accountable to be uh, playing tip-top shape, um, especially um, the grind that he had last year with the Timberwolves uh, making the playoffs for the first time in I don't know how many years. Um, now that now that he's a Laker, he still has that grit, that grind uh, that he wants to really uh, possess to, to take this Laker team uh, to, the, to the playoffs. And just as, the way that he talks – you know, uh, makes me believe that he's ready uh, to put on that purple and gold and ready to to really take on this uh, new venture for himself as hopefully going to be uh, NBA champion this year. But we got to wait and see. And make sure you guys tune in, you know, for more on the NBA. And this weekend, um, Saturday, September 10th, 2022, we're going to have UFC 279, which is going to be Chimev versus Diaz in a, what is supposed to be a great fight. This is going to be a great fight to, to check out. Uh, I, I don't know if this might be Diaz's last UFC fight, uh, but the talks have been crazy about this fight. Um, I'm not too sure who I think is going to win, but I am a, a, I'm definitely a Nate Diaz fan. Um, and... Hearing what what was said, uh, that Nate Diaz didn't even want uh, to have this fight, um, but they're acting like you know he was calling uh, for this fight. But you know this is always motivation for you know the Diaz's um, as they they're always an underdog, but always fight um, to the last second of the, of the of the match. 
Um, I think this is going to be a great, great challenge for Diaz. Um, but Chimaev is is a great fighter right now. Um, he's been he's been kicking people's butts, but Diaz is is somebody that can hold his own in the octagon. And this is this might be one of the fights of the year. Um, you know, seeing that Diaz hasn't been, you know, too 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 uh, shy of words. You know, he, he definitely says it how how he means it, um, and, and he and he definitely out there to to, to put on a, a show for his fans. And that's one reason why I go for Diaz and. I'm definitely gonna go for Diaz this one, but it's definitely gonna be one of those one of those one of those fights for him. It, it, you're gonna have to prove a lot, um, but hopefully we see a great uh, showing from these two as uh, UFC 279 is gonna kick off on Saturday. So make sure you check out that uh, Nate Diaz uh, versus Kamzat. Chimov, and let me know who you guys think is going to win. But I want to thank you for be, for pushing play each and every week. Your guys' support goes a long way for this independent podcast. You guys can get a hold of me on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Um, hopefully you guys are staying tuned each and every week. Like I said, make sure you guys are supporting these local events. We're going to be having that Cumbiatron uh, event this uh, Saturday. Uh, make sure you guys go to kumbiatron.com and, and check out uh, tickets for that event. Uh, I'll be out there doing some live podcasting. Hopefully you guys see me, come talk to me, get on the podcast. Uh, make sure you guys are supporting all your local businesses. Make sure you're supporting all your local artists. Make sure you're supporting all your local podcasts. I'm Alejandro, oh, I'm Alejandro Oveda signing off episode 185.